This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. The charity Blind Veterans UK believe that no one who has served their country should battle blindness alone. Now celebrating its 100th year, the charity is looking to reach the thousands of ex-servicemen and women who are eligible for their free support but may not realise it. To learn more, I'm joined by Major General Nick Kaplan, Chief Executive of Blind Veterans UK, and Colin Williamson, who has received support from the charity after losing his sight. Hello to you both. Hello, Sim. Hi, Sim. Now, first of all, Nick, Blind Veterans UK is celebrating its 100th anniversary. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the organisation and how did it all come into existence? Uh, well, that's right, Stephen. Uh, 1915, uh, uh, we came into existence, and we were the, uh, the the idea of Sir Arthur Pearson, who was a very prominent man at the time, who looked at the damaged soldiers coming back from the trenches in the First World War, blinded, and he realised that the the country seemed to be ill prepared. Uh, to deal with them and to to offer them some some hope for the future. And what he wanted to do was to find some way of focusing on not not on what the blind man couldn't do, but what he could do. And so he set up what was in those days St Dunstan's to do just that. And the the blinded people came back and they were given mobility training, uh, welfare support, uh, and also skills as well, so they could actually get on and begin to earn their own livelihood moving forward uh, and to regain the independence that they'd had before. And that ethos of uh, um, life beyond sight loss, of rediscovering independence, has remained true throughout the 100 years of our charity. And uh, so today, for example, we have 4,000 members and we continue to uh, profess that same uh, purpose and, and ethos of helping members to rediscover life beyond sight loss and to regain the independence of their lives that they had before. Now, the aim of the charity is still the same, but how would someone 100 years ago have received support? Would it have been uh, the same kind of idea or very different? Well, we had some training centres. The first one, for example, was set up in in Regent's Park in what is now the American Ambassador's Residence, St Dunstan's Lodge, uh, where people would come in and they would stay there. They would have nursing support. They'd be given mobility training. And they would literally have, they'd be taught skills whilst they were there as well. I mean, skills such as cobbling, uh, chicken keeping or poultry farming, basket weaving and even physiotherapy. A large number of our early members back in those early days uh, became physiotherapists. One became a very prominent um, physiotherapist in support of um, the Everton Football Club and had a hand in, you could say, uh, the success of that club winning a number of trophies. But you know, life moves on, and um, today we uh, the purpose remains the same, um, to help people overcome the challenges of blindness and then rediscover some life beyond. And I don't think we should, we should underestimate the the real shock of losing your eyesight. And many of our members today are elderly. They're losing their eyesight late in life as a result of eye disease, Profoundly shocking, I think, um, a, a, a circumstance to to, to 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 happen at that stage, and we're he- we're here to firstly tell them they're not alone, and secondly to give them some skills, some life skills to help deal with that, and to rediscover the, the you know the confidence and the zest for life that they've had before. Colin, you've experienced sight loss yourself. Can you tell me how you first became involved with Blind Veterans UK and uh, what actually happened to you? Uh, well, what happened, uh, I was a victim of a, of a street attack. Um, the wife and I um, were attacked by a, a gang of young men 
and I received five skull fractures to the right-hand side of the skull, which resulted in um, some quite serious damage to the eye socket. And as a result of the trauma, uh, I lost the sight of the right eye. And gradually, over the period of a year, I lost this central vision in the left eye. Uh, while I was recovering uh, from an operation at an eye hospital in the northeast, um, I got chatting to a work colleague who come and visited me, and he mentioned a charity called St Dunstan's, who had looked after his brother-in-law, and who still look after his brother-in-law. He's now a permanent resident at our Brighton Centre on the nursing wing, and it was because uh, of my work colleague that I got involved with the charity. Colin, that must have been absolutely devastating for you. What would have happened to you if, if that support wasn't available? Uh, I dread to think uh, what would happen, Stephen. Uh, I dread to think of um, what position my family would be in uh, now had I not had the help and support from Blind Veterans UK. It would be quite easy for me to, to go and sit in a corner and, and have people fetch and carry for me and, and bring me a cup of tea and make meals for me. Uh, but because of the, the, the training and support I've received from Blind Veterans UK, and probably because uh, I come from a military background, uh, I, I do everything by myself, uh, and it's just been a, a wonderful organisation and a life-changing organisation for, for me personally. I'm, I'm sure as someone with a military background, you you are very independent and uh, I'd imagine most people in that background are independent. How important is the camaraderie, though, of being with other people who are like-minded and know what your experience is like? Uh, oh, it's vital. Uh, the camaraderie, uh, the chance to sit around and, and talk to your fellow blind veterans uh, about your experience uh, and about um, how you've turned your life around is quite a cathartic experience for a lot of people. Uh, for some, it's perhaps the first time they've ever sat down and actually chatted with fellow blind veterans uh, about their circumstances. Uh, the camaraderie is still the same as you would find in any branch of the military. Uh, we have that black sense of humour that tends to get people through even the most difficult circumstances. That sense of humour can be really important though, can't it? Oh, without a doubt. Uh, the first time I actually went into the bar at the Brighton Centre, I was amazed by, by the laughter uh, and, and by uh, the joke and, and, and the leg pulling that was going on. To me, it was just like walking back into either a naffy bar uh, or, or, your, or your mess bar. It was fantastic. Now, when we think of a veteran, it's easy to imagine an older person, but Blind Veterans UK also supports younger people as well, don't they? Uh, that's correct. Our youngest member is 24-year-old. Uh, unfortunately, he has associated disabilities. Not only is he profoundly blind, he is a double amputee. Uh, so we look after young veterans and veterans of all ages. Uh, the oldest member is, uh, is an elderly chap of 107. So we look after every age and from people from every conflict. But you don't just have to have lost your sight through um, through your service. Actually, any anybody who has served their country who has wore the uniform and has uh, quite a severe sight impairment is eligible to become a beneficiary of the charity. Nick, where could listeners learn more about Blind Veterans UK and all the services that the charity offers? Well, I think the, the first place to go to, um, Stephen, is to our No One Alone um, campaign website, which is noonealone.org. UK. And there you will find all the information about how to join the charity, the, the, the criteria and so on, and, and the advantages, the benefits that there are to be had. Uh, and, or you could speak to the very friendly team on 0800 389 7979 and they'll be more than happy to talk you through. Major General Nick Kaplan, Chief Executive of Blind Veterans UK and Colin Williamson, thank you very much for talking to me today. 
Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.